0: You're listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. PackersTalk.com.
1: You're listening to No Huddle Radio on the Packers Talk Radio Network, your home for in depth and thoughtful Packers analysis. I'm joined by my good friend, Gil Martin. He's a writer for SportsDaily.com, and She's said to me, and I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. We're here to talk Packers, because you're all here for one thing, and that's a love for Green Bay football. Mr. Martin, I'm going to give you the opportunity to apologize to Packers Nation for doubting <laughs> Green Bay and thinking they were going to fall to the mighty 7-0 uh, Cardinals on the road out in the desert. Of course, you know genius over here correctly called the win we're not we're going to ignore the part where i was 21 points off in my score prediction you were just six points off because i personally think you should be dinged an extra 50 points for getting the winner of the game wrong
0: you, you personally think that but that's not how this works so uh i i actually you know i was so close on the score and the way this game went down i'm very happy to be wrong as far as the actual winner was concerned. But the scary thing is, had uh, the Cardinals scored on that last drive, I would have been off by one point. Uh, but I'm, well, I'm if, very if, happy for if they Russell had Douglas.
1: Scored, if they had scored and then not elected to kick the extra point, you would have been... Perfect again, perfect. yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true. Or or missed the extra point or whatever. All right, so um, sometimes I really wish that... We were like a daily show because it'd be fun to get on here and talk about all the news because oh boy. wow, what a crazy week but that is <clears throat> it's not what we are we are weekly we are a game preview so if you don't know all the news um you can follow us on Twitter and keep up with it there all the all the covid stuff, all the moves the surgeries that were not supposed to be reported on but <laughs> were anyways all that good stuff uh Jordan loves making his first career start. In an NFL football game, um, we are for the second time in three years denied a Patrick Mahomes Aaron Rodgers match, and I'm trying to be really careful in how I comment on that because I don't want to jinx anything about you know Mahomes versus Rodgers because I mean the Broncos are in the Chiefs division, so you know, knock on wood here. <laughs> All right, uh, we do have the Chiefs coming up, it's gonna be a fun game. Um, we're going to start off by making our opening arguments. Mr. Martin is going to make the case, uh, in, uh, representation of the Kansas city chiefs. No, no. In, in, <laughs> for the green Bay Packers. That's right. I'm doing chiefs. <laughs> uh Make your argument for why the green Bay Packers will win this game. Well,
0: uh, I think the, the number one reason, well, two reasons I'm going to, I'm going to cite. The first one is I think that Matt LaFleur will rise to the occasion as far as creating a game plan that plays to Jordan Love's strengths, kind of hides his weaknesses and the things he needs to work on. And then second of all, I look at the numbers and the Kansas City defense is just bad. And, you know, they're 22nd in the league in rushing yards allowed per game, 25th in passing. 29th in total yards, 28th in points. They have 11 sacks through eight games as a team, which means Jordan Love should have enough time to throw, and it means that the Packers offense should be able to also run the football on these guys. Overall, I I just think the Packers offense, even without Aaron Rodgers, will have enough to get the job done and allow this team to pull off its eighth straight win.
1: All right, you Packers homer, uh, my name is uh, Mr. LeJay Jehe, and I'm here to represent uh, <clears throat> the Kansas City Chiefs, to make my argument for why they will win this game. Listen, it comes down to veteran experience here. Jordan Love, in his first uh, career NFL start, is has a, ha- a very tall task ahead of him to pull out a win against Andy Reid, a very creative uh, play caller. And Patrick Mahomes, who, although he's not been playing up to his normal standards so far this year, he has his reputation that he he has for a reason. Very, very talented player, very smart, can read a defense very well. Um, This this offense historically has um, steamrolled everybody in their path and they had a get right game against against the Giants. Uh, In fact, in that get right game, the Kansas City Uh, defense was trending in the right direction. Now you might say, well, it's just the Giants. That's true, but you can also um, give them a lot of credit for doing a better job at executing their individual assignments. Uh, This is also on the road in a very hostile environment. Uh, Arrowhead Stadium, uh, the loudest or second loudest in the league, depending on who you ask. Um, Very challenging place to play and two years ago when the Packers uh, played there against a Matt Moore-led Chiefs offense, uh, they barely squeaked out a win there with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, for all those reasons, uh, and as a massive Chiefs homer here, I'm obviously taking the Chiefs to win in a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> in a blowout, no less. huh? <laughs> all right. Uh, looking at uh, some of my quick keys to um, understanding this this Chiefs team, dismantling this Chiefs team, in fact, Um, the Packers offensive line uh, has somewhat of a a tall task in front of them here because Chris Jones has been the one real bright spot on the Kansas City defensive line. And with the addition of uh, Steeler Melvin Ingram, The thought here is that Jones is going to be able to play more inside as opposed to being an inside outside guy and really stop up that middle of of the uh, defensive line. Frank Clark has also been returning much more to his form um, over the last few years as opposed to uh, who he's been at the beginning of the season so far. He's playing better, in short. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones together. Have, uh, have some some abilities between the two of them. Add in the linebacking core. You got one guy who needs to get off the field, and that is uh, Neiman. What's his first name? Ben? Is it Ben Neiman? Yeah, Ben Neiman needs to get off the field. He's horrific. The other two guys, Willie Gay, well-known guy, and Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton is playing uh, incredibly well these last few weeks, and it has really changed the look of the whole defense nick bolton and willie gay who has uh been playing quite well for basically his entire time um this season those two guys are lending that extra little bit of juice to the defensive line and like i said the the defense is trending in a direction that is hard to stop the Packers' offensive line is going to need to win up front
0: They will, but I think they can, and I I think what we've seen from this offensive line, even as shorthanded as it's been in many of these games, has been mostly positive. There's a real possibility David Bakhtiari is back this Sunday, uh, in which case you get even stronger on the left side because you'll have Bakhtiari and Jenkins there, I think that Lucas Patrick has done a solid job at center. I think that's his best position. And I want to give some shout outs to, to Billy Turner and John Runyon Jr. for the jobs they've been doing as well. And I think that the Packers offensive line has handled some better defensive lines like Chicago's, like Arizona's, and gotten the job done. I expect that they'll continue to get the job done against Kansas City.
1: Real quick, your audio cut out for me, although I think it recorded correctly. Did you say that you think Bakhtiari is coming back? I said no. I said he may be coming back. Okay. Uh, to me, it's looking like we're going to get him back uh, next week for Seattle. Okay. Um, because he still he still is not on the active roster yet. Uh, The Packers have until uh, end of day Tuesday to uh, to activate him, to activate him again. And based on Lafleur's comments, now he did describe, and Stenovich also described Bakhtiari as day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, seems to me that that's a little bit of wordplay and trying to get, you know, keep the Chiefs on their toes about him is my guess. Uh, from Matt Lafleur's comments, it seems like they're putting him back on the roster a little bit early and not necessarily planning on playing him right away. We'll have to see, but uh, I don't I don't feel super rosy about um, Okay, about his chances of coming back for this game.
0: Fair enough. We'll find out. But uh, look, I don't think they're going to rush him either way. I think they'll be as conservative with him as they need, feel they need to be. That is the general MO of this team. They tend to be conservative about bringing people back from injury, and I think that overall that's the right way to go about it.
1: Yeah. Um, turnovers. This is a big one. Kansas City leads the league in giveaways. They have turned the ball, ball over 19 times, not in a positive way. Right. Um, as far as takeaways, they are at eight, which is. Uh, let's see where are the Packers at Packers are tied for second best. With a bunch of teams actually at fourteen, so the Buccaneers, Packers, Cowboys, and Cardinals all have fourteen takeaways. The Colts and Bills both have eighteen takeaways. Um, so winning the turnover battle is going to be a big issue, a big deal, and something that goes hand in hand with the turnover battle is penalties. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time, if you struggle with penalties, or you struggle with turning the ball over, I think you can overcome one of those. But being bad at both is just absolutely just a hamstring and results in a situation like this year where you see <clears throat> the Chiefs are only beating up on really crappy teams.
0: I, I think there's a relationship. I think if you commit too many penalties, that puts you in second and long, third and long, obvious one-dimensional passing situations and that leads to turnovers in a lot of different situations Mm -hmm. because you're making your offense more predictable and more desperate for lack of a better way to put it.
1: Matt LaFleur was asked on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, whether um, he was asked, how do you uh, really try and capitalize on those turnover opportunities, especially after Kenny Clark brought it up and the floor was kind of quick to dismiss that a little bit and say, you know, the, our, our big priority is executing assignments on a down to down basis. And those turn up turnover opportunities are going to come, but if you go hunting for them, you leave yourself open to making some big mistakes that the other team can take advantage of. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's really preaching, like just execute the execute the fundamentals uh turnover our opportunities are going to come and your your number one responsibility is doing your job on that play and then after that if you have the opportunity to get the ball great um but focus first on you know uh, do no harm as we like to preach at the <laughs> special teams last year
0: yeah that we see we see how well that went but okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey you know by the way uh Hunter Bradley's gone.
0: Yeah, I know. I know.
1: Did you Did you think of me immediately when you heard that news?
0: I thought, you know what? Somewhere out there, J.J. Leahy is smiling. That's all I thought. That's what I knew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Special teams has improved mightily. I, I, obviously, uh, a lot of concerns still with the uh, field goal protection. Uh-huh. But punt coverage has been great. Um, the punting game itself has been great. And now we got Hunter Bradley out of there, who I think was always a weak link for us on special teams. Um, He was the source of the ball being in danger multiple times on special teams. I think you look at uh, various turnovers that we had on special teams over the last couple of years. Oftentimes, he was one of the guys who was at fault Mm -hmm. in those situations. Um, Speaking of special teams real quick, I'm not sure why I brought special teams up, but you love them. So speaking, of, spe- speaking <laughs> of special teams. So Patrick Taylor has been promoted to the active roster to replace Kylan Hill. Not sure yet if he's going to be handling, um, kickoff return duty possible is possible. He's not a slow guy necessarily. Um, I think Malik Taylor is the other guy to kind of keep your eye on for that job yes. as well. um, Definitely disappointing that we won't have Kylan Hill out there. And I, I, I will say this. I don't want Amari Rogers doing kickoff return. No, I don't. I, I'm not even happy with him on punt returns. So, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I I guess I'd be interested in seeing him handle one kickoff return to see if he's better at that than he is at punt return. Like, because it, it is a different job. It is.
0: And, and, and there's sort of a different skill set or a different uh, theory right. behind it, a different way of going about it. I, I just can't say that he has filled me with confidence. I get nervous every time he touches the ball or goes. Watching to touch him return the
1: ball. punts is watching him return punts is one of the cruelest things that the Packers do to me. Uh, well, to it's one
0: of the before. cruelest things it does to any Packer fan with like uh, a weak heart. You know,
1: <laughs> it's just not easy to watch. Uh, unfortunately, Speak, speaking of not easy to watch, uh, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes has been. What's holding the team back right now, by the way, the last couple of weeks. He is currently grading out as the twenty-second best quarterback in the NFL, behind guys like uh Daniel Jones and Tua Tongafaloa, who everybody around the league is talking about how, oh, Tua's gonna get benched. Tua's gonna get benched, they're gonna trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Okay, he's grading out better than Mahomes this year. Um, Mahomes has been struggling a lot and Thankfully for him and his fan base, not so much for us. The last couple of weeks, he's been um, talking a lot about what he sees on tape in his own mistakes. And mm-hmm. he acknowledges he's not playing well, um, that he's not uh, executing at the level that a uh, a good NFL quarterback a franchise should quarterback should be doing. Yeah, it seems like he really has has lost. Uh, some confidence. His confidence is kind of shaken, which, you know, having a get-right game against the Giants, you would think maybe would help in that area. But uh, three weeks ago, they had this massive get-right game where they just annihilated, murdered the Washington emails, (laughs) or whatever their name is now. And I mean, they beat the, they beat Washington by a lot more than we did. And then the following week, they went on to put up just three points against the Titans. Give me a guess. When do you think was the last time the Kansas city chiefs only scored three points in a game?
0: Oh boy. I don't know, but I think Jan Stenerud was still on the roster. I mean,
1: it's 2012. Okay. Wasn't quite that old, but yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Critics and 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 film analysts and people who understand quarterbacking a lot better than we do um, are talking about Mahomes' pocket presence. Mm-hmm. It's an issue. Uh, the Packers' D line has to get pressure. I think you really can't afford to not blitz a linebacker occasionally as well. Keep him, keep him feeling uncomfortable. He's not doing well inside the pocket, and. The, the big issue with his game is that he's not making the right decisions. Like in any situation, when, when he's looking for a deep ball downfield, there's a guy wide open in the flats that he just doesn't even see. Right. And when he does go ahead and take the check down, Tyree kill is wide open, 35 yards down the field. So you watch his film and you're just, it's frustrating. Cause it's like watching a rookie. Um, he's just not seeing stuff and just kind of consistently making the wrong decision over and over again, regardless of the situation, there is some speculation that he's dealing with injuries right now, right. that his foot is still bothering him. Uh, I think Mike Florio is kind of the guy behind that rumor. Uh, Mahomes was asked about that and dismissed it outright. He said, no, I feel fine. Right. So I, it, it seems mental to me. Um, but going up against a, uh, uh, young, not quite rookie, but a young quarterback in his first NFL start might be just what the doctor ordered for a seasoned veteran who is experiencing uh, confidence issues.
0: Yeah, it might be. Although you got to remember that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is not going up directly against Jordan Love. He's going up against the Packers defense. And, you know, I, I think the beautiful thing is how well the Packers defense has played my concern right now with this defense, and I look at this matchup, is there is a lot of speed and a lot of talented, skill position players on this Kansas City offense. And I just have this like nightmare image of guys like Tariq Hill and DeMarcus Robinson and Nicole Hardman and Travis Kelsey, Lord knows we do not handle tight ends well, traditionally, Uh, just being able to get open consistently against our defense. So if I had a big concern, it would be that kind of a
1: a, a matchup situation. You bring up a good point. Mahomes is going up against the fearsome Packers defense and NFC defensive player of the month. Devondre yeah. Campbell, I would be quaking in my boots as well. Devondre yeah. Campbell is Campbell is a bad man, and um, I'm just absolutely floored with how well he's playing. Um, somebody else who's playing really well, unfortunately for the Chiefs, Creed Humphrey is the number one highest graded center in all football this year. Um, Kenny Clark is going to have to find a way to get some pressure. Uh, Dean Lowry did return to practice. He missed a day uh, with a hamstring injury. Kingsley Kiki in concussion protocol. Sounded like we're not going to have him back for a while, actually. Yeah, Um, that's kind of just reading the tea leaves because the Packers aren't really commenting on it. But if you look at their actions, they protected defensive lineman R.J. McIntosh on the practice squad as though. You know anybody in the world is concerned about losing <laughs> that guy. No disrespect, but I mean, have you, have you heard his name before today? No. Yeah. No, no disrespect, but I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Right. Uh, they also re-signed defensive lineman Abdullah Anderson this week back to the practice squad. And they also picked up, I can't pronounce the guy's name. I'm going to try I'm going to try it one more time. Ready? Yes. Azoya. Zoya um terrified you can do it standards.
0: come on you can do it
1: <laughs> i think i even tweeted out what the correct pronunciation is I, and i already forgot it high. i think azoya high. he's a former texan yes anyways that guy i don't don't make make me say his name again <laughs> um so that's that's three defensive linemen that they uh did something with this week I'm just reading the tea leaves. I, I don't think we're getting Kingsley Kiki back for a while. Uh, the the other guy that they brought in, by the way, was uh, running back Raquel Armstead um, to the practice, the practice squad. squad right now. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all if he gets elevated for this game to help out on special teams. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. I don't know if you're going to turn over return duties to him this week, but at least have him as an option and at least have more bodies on, on the practice squad. It feels like. Brian Gutekunst is having to rebuild this roster after every single game because of all these injuries. Yeah,
0: it does feel that way, and uh, all these injuries, all these people going down with COVID. There is a lot of stuff happening right now that is frustrating, uh, but it, it 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 tells you an incredible amount about the character of this team that they find ways to keep on winning.
1: Um, one of your uh key matchups to watch that was concerning to you was Travis Kelsey. Let's talk about him. Um, You got to imagine the guy they're going to put on Kelsey is Devondre Campbell, Mm -hmm. 6'4", 232, runs a 458. His coverage grade is a 79.6, which is third best in the NFL. Seems like a no brainer. That's the guy you'd want covering uh, Travis Kelsey. Um a little bit disappointed by the way that uh we released Jalen Smith, but him being inactive uh last last week against the was Barons, telling. Yeah. Very telling. Um Campbell. Uh on Travis Kelsey, one thing that that does change for the Packers is it kind of takes Campbell maybe a little bit out of the run defense if you're having having him uh manned up against Travis Kelsey. And Chris Barnes has not been playing well. Uh, it's been a really bad year for Chris Barnes. Hasn't so been playing far.
0: often either.
1: No, he hasn't. But when he has been playing, he his run defense grade is a 44. That's basically a, an F grade. Um, I don't think he'd even be generous and call it D minus. That's yeah. a solid F. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, who who else do you have to throw out there? uh at the linebacker position, you got oren Burks. Oren Burks,
0: who who has a little speed, but yeah.
1: So run defense. Now here here's something. Actually, this is something huge. By the way, go ahead. What defenses have been doing to the Chiefs that is really flummoxing Mahomes is the same thing defenses were doing to Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the year with that too high safety look. When you have two high safeties. That leaves you extremely vulnerable to run uh, to to runs, especially runs up the middle. Mm-hmm. Again, we need our defensive line to really man up. You got Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry. Those are the four guys you're going to have out there. Uh, probably some Whitney Merciless mm-hmm. rotating in and out. And you have a tall task because you have to make Mahomes comfortable because he's been playing pretty poorly when he's uncomfortable this year. And you also have to handle the run defense basically without any help. The The defensive line is going to be unprotected. You're going to have no safety help probably. And uh, in in um, at the linebacker position, Campbell's going to really need to help take on Kelsey. So you got Chris Barnes and maybe maybe you bring in um, a, a bullet, have Henry Black come in uh, and, and help out. Uh, in run defense there, Uh, you know, bringing that box safety there. That's an option, right? Um, I don't know. Do you have ideas that I haven't spit out here for how, how you defend against uh, the run here while also implementing that too high safety look? Well,
0: you know, you talked about the the matchup between Kenny Clark and the center, and that's going to be a key uh, as well. You know what, if I'm the Packers and the chiefs want to try to run the ball a lot, I am more inclined to let him do it. It's more important to me to take away Travis Kelsey and to take away Nicole Hardman and to take away uh Tree Kill than it is to worry about
1: Clyde Edwards Hilaire who Oh, he's he's not even playing. Yeah. Their 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 running backs right now are uh uh Darryl Williams Derek Derek Gore and, and Daryl Williams. Yeah. And they also have They also do have Jarek McKinnon. Right. I think they might assign him this week, maybe. So that's another option. But it's right now, it's mostly been the uh, Daryl Williams and Derek Gore show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that will make it a little – I'm not scared by the running game. Uh, I I am – you know, you don't want them to run wild. You don't want them to break off chunk plays. But – Essentially, if they're going to try to run the ball the way, let's say, the Packers did a week ago against Arizona, they're negating their best player and their best weapons on offense. I am much more afraid of Mahomes, Hill, Hardman, and Kelsey than I am of Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon, just laying it out there.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know something else that is a a pretty good antidote to a uh, productive run game is uh, a nice healthy lead, <laughs> Packers. Yeah, it's a little. I, I don't care. I don't care how clever of a play caller Andy Reid is. I don't think he's going to resist the urge to start trying to chuck a, chuck the ball all around to if he's if he's trying to play catch up.
0: No question. Uh, I mean, the fact that Jordan love is in there instead of Aaron Rodgers may complicate that a little bit, but the thing is, I think the Packers are going to be able to run the football very effectively in this game. Uh, I'm not fearful of, I I mean, if we were able to run against Arizona, I think we'll be able to run against Kansas city. That to me is not a, a, a great fear here. And you know that and you, you start off by throwing some shorter high percentage passes as far as getting Jordan Love's confidence up maybe do some more RPOs than you normally would and and just grow things from there but uh the way the Packers handled the game last week against Arizona where both uh Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon were getting plenty of carries and keep moving the chains I think we're going to see more of that this week, and I think it will be effective. That's
1: a good point. Um, <clears throat> we're running out of time here. Let's go ahead and talk about Jordan Love because obviously that's what people want to hear about. And the issue is who on this planet knows how to game plan against Jordan Love? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Chiefs don't know. Nobody knows. All, you've, all anyone has seen on him, is some preseason games which we were not trying to win those games no we were trying to give the coaches looks at young players um love wasn't throwing to uh Devonte adams no. he was throwing to malik taylor and Jay sternberger actually Jay sternberger a lot yes uh and devin funchess who's not even on the team anymore well jace is neither right um we we have no idea. There's no way for us to predict how much of the playbook they're going to change having Jordan Love out there. Uh, LaFleur was asked if he was aware of what kinds of plays Love feels really comfortable with, which plays he likes. Mm-hmm. And LaFleur said, well, that's something we've been talking about a lot because I got to get up to speed on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, yeah. A big deal this week. So how do you defend against Jordan Love? You're going to have to make it up on the fly. You don't really know. Um, The best you can do is like maybe you see something on his college tape from, what, three years ago already now. In a very Um,
0: different offensive system, no less.
1: Yeah, in terms of like trying to find like little tells, like, you know, maybe he's got something that you can like watch his body language for whatever. Right. But I mean, the, the Packers have worked so hard to completely retool his entire game. I don't know how you prepare for a kid like this.
0: No, there's not a lot on tape. There's not a lot of film they could watch. I'm sure they'll try to watch the preseason games, but your offense in the preseason is vanilla anyway. Yeah, I think that this will be a very different uh, a different thing for the Chiefs defense to try to prepare for. The The flip side of that is the Packers may not know exactly what to do about it either uh, as as far as playing to his strengths what he does best, what his chemistry is going to be like right. with Devontae Adams, with MVS, with Alan Lazard. We may, you know, it's a feeling out for both teams. You think the Packers would have a slight edge, but, you know, doing it in practice or doing it with the scout team or doing it in preseason is not the same as doing it in a regular season
1: game. Final player I want to talk about before we do our score predictions is Tyreek Hill. Um Hill is going to be the second best receiver that Eric Stokes has gone up against. Uh, Well, no, but second or third uh, best receiver. He's gone up against all year. Number one, obviously being Devonte Adams in training camp, <laughs> uh, Roger Rogers and Adams picked on Eric Stokes all camp long, all camp long. It was brutal. You felt bad for the kid, except now you're like, eh, eh I'm, I'm glad he got that experience. Right. Uh, the other guy that he's gone up against is Jamar Chase, who's been playing out of his mind and did play very well against the Packers. Um, Didn't he go Hill up against
0: the... DeAndre Hopkins part of the game anyway? I mean,
1: yeah, for like for like a snap. Yeah. And,
0: okay. Okay.
1: And hop. So that, that was an interesting play. By the way, um, Hopkins has been um, grading out significantly lower than Tyreek Hill this year. So mm-hmm. that that's why I put Hill above him. Um, but Hopkins uh, on that one play where where he beat Stokes deep. I want to give Stokes some credit. Obviously, a lot of credit goes to Hopkins for his masterful trickery there. You know, so Kyler Hill, Kyler Murray is, uh, he's got a defender right in his face. He's like falling backwards, just lofts the ball up in the air. Kind of an idiotic decision to throw it. <laughs> and it's just hanging in the air for an eternity. And Hopkins decides, hey, you know what? While I have some time here with this ball just floating, I'm going to backpedal or no, I'm going to I'm going to uh, trick uh, Eric Stokes here into thinking that the ball is coming to this spot. And then I'm going to backpedal really quickly and catch it where I know it's actually coming. Right. He takes off crafty, crafty move by the veteran. And Eric Stokes catches up to him with that blazing fast speed and then is able to draw the face mask penalty what an incredible play from the rookie. He deserves a lot of praise. Um, Is he going to get beat pretty bad by Tyreek Hill? Yeah, probably a couple times. It's going to happen. Tyreek is is a great receiver. He does that to everybody. He'd probably do it to, I don't know if he'd do it to Jair, but I think Jair would. uh, I I think that would be a hell of a matchup to watch that, that, that
0: matchup game within a game would have been fantastic.
1: Absolutely. Uh, But I love that Stokes has such a short memory. You need that at the cornerback position because you do get beat and embarrassed and you need to just dust yourself off, get back up and get right back into it. Forget about what just happened. Keep playing. And Stokes has that quality. And I'm uh, really, really proud of that. So that's going to be cool. Um, Hardman doesn't scare me a ton. I don't, I don't think he's honestly a a fantastic receiver. I, I wouldn't be super surprised if Rasul Douglas spend some time on Travis, Kelsey uh, wouldn't love it because of the Besides, size mismatch. Yes. I really want Campbell on Kelsey, but there's going to be some times where the chiefs are able to find the mismatch and get Kelsey uh, manned up against Shannon Sullivan or Rasul Douglas. And his size is going to be an issue there. That's going to be something uh, to keep an eye on. One more tight end to keep an eye on Blake Bell. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know who he is. Uh, but he does some damage. He's a, he is a talented tight end. I predict at least one big play goes to Blake Bell that has people holding their heads because that's just what he does.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's only got four catches so far this year, but uh he's more than capable of making key plays.
1: Gil, give me your score prediction. Um curious uh who you think is going to win. Cause we ha- actually haven't talked about that yet. Even before the show. No,
0: we haven't talked about that. Uh, I'm gonna say 34, 31, Kansas City.
1: Oh, wow! We're we're flipping positions here. Usually, I'm the one who goes with the really big points. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I'm taking the Packers to win it, 24 to 14. I don't think this Chiefs offense is going to show up. Wow! All right. 24, 14, and and you said 35, 31, or 34, 31. All righty. 34, got it. Got our our picks locked in for this week. Um, I'm I'm glad that you're picking the Chiefs to win because, uh, like I mentioned last week, Packers have a pretty good track record when you and I disagree on who's going to win the game. So uh, that bodes well for the green and gold. That does it for us for today. We'll be right back here next week. Follow us on Twitter at Gil Packers and at JJ Leahy to stay up to date on all things Packers. Or to ask us questions, you can also email us at asknohuddle at gmail.com. Make sure you're subscribed to Packers Talk on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to PackersTalk.com for powering our show, and thank you for listening. Until next time, go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!
0: You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers talk.
1: Not